0: This is the Tudor's Dynasty Podcast. And now, A Brief History. Welcome to the latest episode of A Brief History. I'm your host, Rebecca. As each of us travel through history on our journey to discover the Tudors, we frequently come across things that we don't understand. One such topic might be the Order of the Garter. So today, I'll explain to you what it was, where it came from, and share some interesting stories as well. So sit back, relax, and prepare to learn about the Order of the Garter. The Order of the Garter is the most senior order of knighthood in the British honor system, and its history goes back over 650 years. Many of the most powerful men in England's history have been part of the order, but many do not realize that women were also involved in its medieval celebrations. The Order was a way for a monarch to bestow favor upon their subjects, but it was also an excuse for feasts, celebration, and camaraderie. So let's take a look at its foundation. According to popular legend, started just a few decades after the Order was founded, King Edward III of England came up with the idea of founding the Order during a dance. A lady at the court, later identified as the Countess of Salisbury, was dancing when her garter fell off. Ever the gallant gentleman, King Edward, stooped to pick it up and give it back to her, and then exclaimed, in Latin, shame on he who thinks evil of it, in order to save her embarrassment. In reality, this story appears to be apocryphal. King Edward had a fascination with the historical figure of King Arthur, and he wanted to build his own legendary status around Arthur. In the mid-1340s, Edward announced his intention to create his own round table of 300 knights, and he ordered the construction of a grand tower at Windsor Castle, where this round table could be based. In the end, the tower was never finished, and the round table never assembled. But Edward had been inspired by his idea, and in May 1348, The Order of the Garter made its first appearance at a tournament at Eldham. For it, Edward wore a robe decorated with twelve embroidered garters. The wearing of special garter robes was a privilege given to the elected knights as a mark of distinction. They were made of blue cloth or silk and embroidered with a gold garter, with the motto of shame on he who thinks evil of it in Latin, within. A knight was theoretically elected to the Order for life, and specific celebrations of the Order centered around the St. George's Day Feast, which were held annually at Windsor Castle in April. Huge feastings and celebrations would take place, as well as a special Mass. The celebrations were not just limited to the knights, and wider members of the court, including ladies, were invited to attend. In Edward's lifetime, he bestowed the honor of the garter robes to two women, his wife, Queen Philippa, and his eldest daughter, Princess Isabella. Up to 24 knights could be admitted to the order at one time, and usually membership only ended upon the death of one of the knights. The order was expected to be a symbol of brotherhood, with the knights supporting each other and the king. When one member died the other members were expected to pay for Requiem Masses for their soul. There were some exceptions to this, and some knights were forced to give up their membership. One notable example from Edward III's reign was Engerred de Cousy, the husband of Edward's daughter, Isabella. Engerred was a powerful French noble who was caught in his allegiance to both England and France during the Hundred Years' War. During the lifetime of Edward III, Ingrand stayed neutral in the conflicts, supporting neither side. This earned him great admiration from his contemporaries, but after the death of Edward III, Ingerind's personal allegiance to the English crown was broken. He found the pressure from France to support his native country too much, and he broke away from the English crown. He and his wife formally separated, with Isabella returning to England, and Ingerind excused himself from the Order of the Garter. During the reign of Edward III's grandson and successor, Richard II, the garter celebrations continued. Richard was much more open to the participation of women in the garter feasts, and he admitted more women to the Order of the Garter than any other monarch. Under his reign, women were permitted to wear the robes of the order, its insignia, and they were present at the ceremonies and celebrations of the order. Due to the limitation on how many knights were allowed to be part of the order, Richard used women associated with powerful men as a way to bestow favor. If there was no space for a new knight to be admitted, then Richard could show favor to a powerful nobleman by allowing his wife to wear the garter robes instead. The order of the garter continued to run with each subsequent monarch through the 15th century but after the death of Richard II, the popularity of admitting women to the order diminished. Most monarchs tended to admit only their wives and daughters to the order, alongside other women in the royal family. As the Wars of the Roses arrived, membership of the knighthood became more controversial as members switched sides or fought amongst themselves. Several of the Garter knights were executed as a result of fighting and treachery, between the Yorkists and Lancastrians. As the Tudor dynasty started with the accession of Henry VII, the official participation of women in the garter came to an end. Henry admitted his mother, Margaret Beaufort, his wife, Queen Elizabeth, and two of his daughters. But after this, no other woman was admitted for centuries. However, women did still attend feasts and celebrations in an informal capacity to add luxury and glamour to the festivities. With the advent of the Tudors, membership of the Order also became a lot more fluid. Although a few knights had been degraded from their membership in the later medieval period, this was very rare. Under the Tudors, however, changing politics and the need to protect the throne, as well as the whims of the monarch, meant that many more men found themselves degraded from the order in disgrace. In total, eight men elected by Henry VIII were eventually degraded from the order, including Thomas Cromwell, in the lead-up to his trial and execution, although some found themselves later reinitiated. As the female Tudor monarchs, Mary and Elizabeth, came to the throne, membership of the order continued, even with a woman at the head, although other women still were not officially involved in the order. As the Tudor period drew to an end, the Order of the Garter continued to run through each subsequent monarch of England, and, later, Britain. In 1786, King George III added supernumerary members to the order to get around the limit of 24 knights. Up to that point, only the monarch and the Prince of Wales were allowed as extra members. But George III had nine sons, and initiating all of them to the order would take away too many places from members of his nobility. Therefore, George introduced a system where royal knights and ladies could join the order without taking up the 24 slots for other knights. In the early 19th century, further exceptions were made for foreign monarchs to be admitted to the order without taking up space. These members were known as Stranger Knights and Ladies, and the first Stranger members included the Emperors of Russia and Austria and Kings of France and Prussia. Since the medieval period, however, women had not been official members of the order. Charles I had planned to reintroduce granting women the garter, but his plans were stopped by the start of the English Civil War. When Queen Victoria came to the throne, a man named Sir Nicholas Harris asked her to admit women again as part of a larger women's rights movement. But Victoria never went ahead with it. However, the Victorian period did see a revival in historical passion for the order, and Harris went on to publish several pieces on the history of the order in the 1840s. He was joined by George Frederick Belts, who also wrote a history of the order and list of previous members, including information about past women who were part of the order. Female membership was finally revived by Edward VII in 1901, when he made his wife, Queen Alexandra, a Lady of the Garter. George V and George VI similarly admitted their wives, who were given their own stalls in St. George's Chapel at Windsor Castle and were allowed to hang their banners above their stalls. Finally, in 1987, Queen Elizabeth II introduced a statute that allowed women to be elected as ladies' companion of the garter, thus making them equal with garter knights. Around a dozen women have subsequently been admitted to the order. The Order of the Garter has its origins amongst the height of medieval chivalry. Founded by one of the medieval period's greatest kings, Edward III, it has been the highest order of knighthood ever since its creation. Originally a focus for feasting, jousting, and tournaments, women were involved in the festivities up until the early Tudor period. Bestowing the honor of membership has historically been a way for monarchs to show their greatest favor to members of their nobility, but it has also been a way to show displeasure and great falls when membership was subsequently taken away. Festivities continue annually, even today, making the order a fantastic connection with centuries past.